Welcome to the Last Mixtape Podcast, our first podcast of 2019. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, all, it's very late, but uh, I'm Sarah and I'm here with Steve. Um, yeah, so this is your first, first uh, podcast of 2019. Yeah, it's already been kind of a busy start to the year, I think. It's been a busy week anyway, or a busy month, February. Yeah. I think normally January is quite quiet, but yeah, this February is really busy because we kicked off with the Last Mixtape 5, mm. which was... My January has been very busy. What you do? Uh, just busy with work, really. Yeah. Um, I think there was just a load of deadlines and a load of clients needing projects. So yeah. January, uh, we were swamped in January. Yeah. Also submissions for um, 100 Archive, which is like a design thing. Okay. That designers submit work to, so they get like awards. It's, yeah, it's just silly, yeah. <laughs> silly awards thing. Yeah. Uh, but that was also due um, at the end of January. So our January has been crazy. Is that usual um, for graphic design that, that January is kind of a busy time of year? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was the case with us this year yeah. anyway. Yeah, but um, so yeah, January has been super super busy for me, and I yeah. it flew. <laughs> and January is usually <laughs> yeah. very slow. Yeah. Um, and then February was quite busy yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's been a kind of a, an interesting start, I think. So what are you listening to at the moment? So let's see, I've been listening to quite a lot of Violent Femmes. Cool. Yes. So they're fun. Yeah, they're from like I think like the '80s was the when that song was Blister and the Sun was re- originally released, wasn't it? And it be- started to show up in like TV shows and movies and things like that because I remember it being, if I'm right, in the film Gross Point Blank, and maybe Reality Bites. I think yeah. I think a lot of songs are on re- Reality Bites now that I think of it. Actually, I haven't seen it. In Reality Bites, you, no. yeah, it was very <laughs> of its time. I'd say now, like if you watch it, it looks like it's just like very Generation Xy emo. I want to say Ben Stiller was in it. I can't actually remember Reality Bites now that you say it. But it was mm. one of those things that had like a load of music. Gross Point Blank, interestingly, now that I remember it, the soundtrack to that was chosen by Joe Strummer from The Clash. Mm. So that's why the DJ who's played by Minnie fucking Driver, remember Minnie Driver, uh, she is a DJ in it and she plays a lot of like reggae stuff like that. So that kind of makes sense because of all of that. But The Violent Fans is cool. Yeah, Blister the Sun and there's... A few tracks by them I quite liked it for remember. Yeah, I think yeah, Blister in the Sun was uh, yeah. my main one and yeah. um yeah, no, it came up in the Netflix show, which I'm not sure if you have watched, uh Sex Education. No. Um very, very good show on Netflix. Um it's definitely worth watching if you mm. want to feel like an awkward teenager again. Yes. But like amplified because <laughs> of the use of uh, smartphones and social media. Yeah. Um but no, it came up in that and I kind of like caught it. It was just that like that one tiny ex- excerpt from yeah. it. Yeah. Um and no, it's a very, very good show. Yeah. Gillian Anderson plays the mother. She She's of <laughs> X-Files, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone has a crush on Gillian Anderson. That is, that's well, that's, yeah, it's true. Everyone does have a crush everyone on Gillian does. Anderson. I don't think anyone... Uh, they know. still do. She still looks great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but the kid's mother and she's mm. a sex therapist and he's completely um, traumatized by yeah, this yeah. entirely. Which, I mean, yeah, understandable for... An awkward sixteen-year-old yeah. teenager. Yeah, and you imagine, yeah, no, like let alone your parents talking about sex, but being a sex therapist would be the worst if you're a teenager. Yeah, and then yeah. all your friends and she makes things really awkward for him. Or anyway, yeah, if we're talking about Julian Anderson, you know, David Duchovny just did a gig in Dublin. No, yeah, he did an academy. Oh, yeah, he, he has a band know. apparently or something like that. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. it's just like he's probably at this point just like I'll always be Mulder from fucking yeah, X-Files, yeah, so yeah why probably. Not just do whatever has he been in anything? Wasn't he in something? 
wasn't he in some like TV show where it was like California or something it was called? I vaguely remember that, but it's just like your Mulder from X Files. Yeah. That's all you'd ever be. That show was scary as hell when I was a kid. Actually, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Weren't you allowed to watch it? No. I, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it because uh, my mum thought I had really bad nightmares as a kid. Oh. Um, and she thought that it was because I was watching scary things. I'm pretty sure it wasn't because I don't think nightmares are necessarily related to that. Because no, no. I still have very intense nightmares. Yeah. They don't frighten me anymore. But yeah. They're nightmares anyway. Um, I have bizarre bizarre nightmares <laughs> yeah so i think it's just a thing that happens to me but anyway she tried to kind of not let me watch anything like scary like X-Files and x files was yeah. sort of a little bit on the scary side i, I yeah guess. it was sci-fi and no there were some definite scare if i remember correctly there was some definite the music was scary as hell yeah the music yeah, was the great m- yeah really great soundtrack to that um yeah to that the opening episode. music was very <laughs> i think that was a hit uh, actually at the time i think it was, was actually it? in the top 30 hits if oh, i remember no something might correct me i think there was like a remix of it with like a four to the floor beat but i think <laughs> that was actually a hit so you're listening mm. to violet femmes which is from that tv show netflix yes. is really good at having cool songs on its, t- on oh, its very, tv shows isn't it very and we just last night finished umbrella academy i don't know if I've seen yeah. that. What is this? There's an Irish actor in that, is there not? Yeah, Robert Sheen. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah Robert yeah. Sheen's in it. Um, actually, interesting enough, it's based on a comic book that was written by Jared Way of My Chemical Romance. Get the fuck out! Yeah. He he writes comic books now. That's he cool. did. No, I think he did the comic book years ago. Wow. That's yeah, not pretty. now. I think he. I think this was done quite a few years ago. Oh, cool. It was called the. It's called the Umbrella Academy, and yeah. the way I would describe it is, it's kind of. X-Men meets um, Lemony Snicket's un- series of unfortunate yeah. events. Oh, that's cool. It's kind yeah. of like that. That's that's how I see it anyway. It's yeah. um, it's very interesting though. The music is very, very good in it. Yeah. The music in it is great. Is it like, is it like composed music score or is it actually no, just No, no, no. It's actual songs. It, it's tracks. It's oh, tracks. Cool. I'm trying to remember. I'm totally blanking on the tracks, but they're all like really big, famous tracks. Yeah. Like boppy tracks. That's like. kind of their little, you know what? I don't think it didn't, definitely didn't start it because you could probably say maybe Quentin Tarantino did in with like Pulp Fiction and all of that. Yeah, yeah. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy, those movies, they really, didn't they? They really kind of like putting cool songs in your, yeah. your thing. Um, that, that I think that soundtrack is... Like one of the biggest selling on vinyl or something like that for the, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah the first one because they have so many like great songs second one maybe probably mm. second Guardians of the Galaxy when fucking spoilers when uh, <laughs> Michael Rooker who's playing I can't remember Yondu is it I think and he's just so. like oh you're not like he may be your daddy but he's not your papa I was like, oh, that's really fucking sad. And he's like, I'm Mary Poppins and stuff. <laughs> really sad. I was on yeah. a date when I went to see it and I had to like do that thing <laughs> oh. where I was kind of like, I'm not crying. I'm <laughs> not crying. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I was way too not prepared, especially with uh, Kurt Russell playing his dad because Kurt Russell is amazing in every Great music and, and Netflix shows. I watched a documentary about Sam Cooke recently oh. on Netflix. You said to watch that one and it showed up in my yeah. This Is Recommended Well You Should yeah. Watch but then I didn't get around to watching I it. I really highly recommend it. Mm. I was always a bit my mum used to sing Sam Cooke songs to me so Cupid draw back your mm. bow. Great fucking voice amazing voice but just it's more about his importance with the civil rights movement in the 60s mm. and like I, I, I had an idea he was obviously because um, a, ta- a change is going to come became like such a big anthem for Barack Obama mm. uh, that he kind of came back into prominence again because of it. But yeah, he's really cool. It's a really great documentary. Netflix are putting on some really great music-related documentaries recently. There's mm. another one about Johnny Cash playing for Richard Nixon in the, oh, in the really? White House. Really fucking good. Okay. Uh, well, Johnny actually, Cash yeah. is a badass man. You know, really cool. Yep. Uh, obviously, because he's fucking Johnny Cash. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So they're yep. putting on some great music documentaries at the moment. What else are you listening to? What am I listening to? Um... Hmm. I was testing my speakers out. 
Cool. And I was Do you have playing... a big sound system at home? I have the HomePod at home. What's the HomePod? The HomePod this is, is Apple's speaker. Thing. Okay. No, it's Apple's new speaker. Okay. Um, it's great. It has Siri integrated into it. I knew it. It would be this thing that you talk to. This, this can be okay, so, <laughs> yeah. The bass in yeah. it is incredible. The sound. So, so the speaker is very small. Yeah, it's actually not big? very big. No, no, no. Yeah. It's tiny. Oh. The speaker is tiny, but the sound yeah. coming out of that tiny little speaker is insane. I'd say maybe the height is this. How, no, maybe half of this. So how how tall would you say this much is? It's That's not even like 20 centimeters. No, it's like a little less than seven or eight inches, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really not yeah. that big. It's fairly small. It's yeah. quite heavy. It's very dense and heavy. Yeah. But the sound coming out of it is crazy. So do you it link that up with your space. Spotify and you're just like, hey, Siri. Uh, play me some violent fams. Actually, <laughs> and it's just like yes. Oh yeah, I tell Siri what to play all the time. Um, Siri kind of annoys me. I think um, <laughs> Siri annoys me. <laughs> well, no, Siri annoys me in that I ask Siri to play some Radiohead. Um, I just hope this doesn't. Oh, just turn of course, out we're talking about Siri and Siri's in the room. I yeah, Siri's in there. Siri's always in the room with me. Oh, um, you know how I feel about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, well. Um, but yeah, I've asked Siri to play Radiohead and Siri started playing some very odd Radiohead choices oh. Oh. that weren't exactly what I wanted to hear. Oh, so it's like, so let's say S, because you won't say <laughs> it, it trigger it, but yeah, it's will it, just hey, choose Siri. its own songs if you just say the band. Yeah, so basically uh, Siri is connected to my Apple Music account. Yeah. So my Apple Music account is connected to Siri and all I need to do is just say, hey Siri, play me this band or yeah. this song with this band. Yeah. Um, and then Siri plays it. Yeah. But uh, she decided to play some very odd Radiohead that were just like yeah. very odd choice. Okay. For like it feels like you know songs that people wouldn't usually listen to or think Radiohead. What of. what what era or albums of Radiohead are you, are you, are your <laughs> ones? You, you uh, the early stuff. Yeah. Okay, the bands. <laughs> ben, okay the bands and OK Computer. I love OK Computer. Anyway, I had to specify to Siri to play OK Computer yeah. <laughs> instead. I always loved Karma Police. Oh. Karma Police is great because the video was him sitting in the back of the car. I don't know if you remember. It used to be yeah. weird as hell. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, so Siri just paranoid Android is <laughs> uh, picks, mine. Uh, that as well. So yes, yeah, so you're listening. To, you're testing out your speakers. This yeah. new um, yeah. smart. It's no, it's a very smart speaker, and I'll just to wrap up on that speaker. It's it's supposed to smartly uh, figure out the space and mm. the room, and okay. then it will project the sound depending on how the room is and how the sound is going to bounce off oh, walls and stuff. So it takes an acoustic so kind it, of reading from the room. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus. It's a very smart speaker. Okay. The sound oh, okay. is incredible. The sound is insane coming from that one small thing. That's incredible. So, yeah, Jeez. pretty happy with it. It is yeah. it is an investment. It mm. was a kind of a joint housewarming present where... To yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, it's a great little speaker. Yeah. We use it all the time. It's also great for, you know, setting your timers and... The mm. alarms and everything else mm. so it's kind of like a to-do checklist as cool. well as like um playing music <laughs> and things like that so now we were testing out the speakers and i was playing a load of my uh leaving certain music pieces on it Why which were, were music pieces oh they were um bohemian rhapsody was the song we did yeah but i didn't play bohemian rhapsody it was more um <laughs> i went back through the bach and the tchaikovsky we did oh, wow. and i was like oh wow this all sounds so great oh <laughs> this classical music it's <laughs> yeah and also like the piece we did by bach i mean he was he would have written 
a whole set mm. for every Sunday for church, which is kind of blows my mind because yeah. like these pieces are stunning, beautiful pieces yeah. of music, and yeah. he he wrote a whole set for every single Sunday. That's incredible, but, isn't uh, it? When you think about yeah that that actually how they did that. Mm. Have you seen the uh, TED talk with uh, David? burn and he's talking about how the difference between people writing music for churches like Bach and the mm-hmm. difference between them writing music for like places like CBGB's and because CBGB's is so small the, the echo in the room was quicker so mm-hmm. their songs had to be quicker and mm-hmm. shorter and why because the classical music has to be bigger and longer because of the size of the room very interesting you know mm-hmm. what I mean I don't know there's a, a scientific reasoning behind it but yeah that's really mm. cool so you're trying out some Bach and stuff like that on your new speakers yeah, yeah, yeah Bach was great we did the cantata number 78 which is Jesu Derdu Mina Zila you've lost me what, what one is, does that have a, a, a really is that like a bum 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 you no, know? no 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 <laughs> it's not it's not um, there's just a couple of pieces and mm. I think it was just a standard set for mm. church on Sundays I'm and jealous because I, I, I don't know anything about classical music apart from like Stuff like that, bump them. <laughs> so, you, like, I I don't know too much either, yeah. other than you know, you know a couple of the pieces I did, and you know those pieces, yeah. Uh, some of the pieces, anyway. Yeah. I mean, the ones that we did for uh, school, but yeah. I've I think it's it's really it's really lovely though. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful sometimes to just like listen to lovely, pretty classical pieces that are very different from yeah. what's being made now. But Absolutely. I thought that was very enjoyable. Um, we also did Gerald Barry's. Uh, piano thing piece. Oh, I think that was a standard at the time. Yeah, oh, I, God. I remember anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, not a big fan of that. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it that... I don't know if I'm just not good enough at discussing like music the way I'd be discussing art. Because there's loads of people who yeah. go to an art gallery and they're the very annoying people who are like, how is this art? This is not art. Yeah. Like the number one thing you should not yeah, do if say, you don't yeah. get it. Anyway, so I don't want to comment on music. In, Talking about art galleries, really did you not go see the Brian Eno exhibition? I did. Well, I haven't been to see oh, it. Oh, that's another thing we should uh, yeah. cover. Yes, I did go see the Brian Eno yeah. piece, which was very interesting. I haven't seen it. So what? what is it? What? Is <sighs> so... Um, there wasn't too much of a description on what it was supposed to be mm. other than Brian Eno saying I was in art school and I couldn't choose between sound and image mm. and what I liked creating more. So yeah. here's this piece. <laughs> that's that's basically what this Very was. Brian Eno. Yeah. So there was no other explanation than yeah. that to see it. So it was in the RHA and it was in this mm. giant room and it was completely blacked out. Mm. And you go in and there's all these trees going from ceiling to floor there was many of them and yeah. there were just a tiny little spotlight on top of each and they were all like illuminated and there were these yeah. like weird mounds yeah. that lights were shone down onto yeah. and they would change colors and then for a second i was like am i supposed to walk through this i don't know what i'm supposed to do yeah because at the center of the room at the end at the back wall yeah. in the center there was this installation of multiple screens yeah and there were different images that were changing very 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 slowly mm. on this and they were very very abstract mm. images don't know what they really were yeah but it was this weird if you look it up on the internet you'll see the arrangement of the screens and the yeah. general idea of what this looked like but yeah. there was also sound Dope. in the space that was like very i don't know kind of like you think of a buddhist temple mm. music yeah and then every so often you get these very terrifying howls <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. just laughing me like this is so Brian you know yeah it is it's um, very Brian you know. anyway you were kind of 
directed in to sit at the very center. There was a couple of couches in the center okay. where you were kind of invited yeah. to sit down onto and like yeah. stare at the screens mm. and just be in that space. Wow. So at first it was terrifying. I wasn't sure what to do at first. And then I saw the couches because mm. my eyes took a moment to adjust for me to see that you could actually walk through this. Because yeah. sometimes with art, you're not sure if you're supposed to walk at things or not. Or yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, um, I went down, sat on the couch and I sat there for about, I want to say 20 minutes. So yep. I was there a while. Um, at first, it was kind of scary and terrifying because mm. the noises were coming from different directions and mm. you'd kind of be turning your head. Yeah. But after a while, it became like very like peaceful and I was in a very like med meditative state. Mm. Just looking at these images just change very slowly and yeah. being in that space. So other, I'm not really sure what it was supposed to be, but it was it was relaxing. It became very relaxing after a while and yeah. I could have sat there for a lot longer. Uh, but I went on my lunch break when it was like the gallery was super quiet so I was yeah. able to like take some time and really like take it in and I remember I was just about to get up and leave and the guy who was beside me he was just sinking deeper and deeper into the couch I don't think he had any plan <laughs> on uh, leaving anytime soon yeah but uh yeah it was a very interesting piece I'm not really sure what it was supposed to be other than yeah I think a lot of that. the time <laughs> th like like you're saying it kind of felt meditative I think that seems to be a lot of the the reasoning behind Brian Eno's yeah. not a Brian Eno's work. He's quite, yeah. he's quite that way. Yeah. He? He's a very cool character. Mm. Probably and one of the best producers of the last yeah, 30, yeah. 40 years. And I guess, yeah, you just kind of sit there and um, slowly yeah. your mind starts clearing more and more. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure after a while you'd be yeah. completely relaxed. Yeah. But at first it's very stressful yeah. and you're just, you know, um, the sounds are odd and strange. Mm. But um, you know, after a while, your mind just starts getting clearer. So I guess maybe that's the purpose of the work. I'm mm. not really sure what the purpose of the work was. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really explain it, and yeah, yeah it was still it interesting. Though. I yeah, did, yeah, I did. It closes today. Oh no! Oh, well. <laughs> you should run yeah, <laughs> after. Run after um, this. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, yeah. I've been listening um, to uh, Sharon Van Etten's new album, which came mm. out last month. Um, I'm a big fan of Sharon Van Etten. I think she mm. kind of first kind of came into my view with a song called Every Time the Sun Comes Up, which uh, is a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and I think it might have been covered. It's, I think it's one of a great example of like just people not getting it because I think maybe James Bay covered it and just doesn't have the same effect. I think mm. the album she wrote was about a particularly toxic relationship she was in that she'd gotten out of. Uh, so th that kind of that was in the album the, the previous album to this that was released and you know when somebody kind of sings a song and they don't get the words you know <laughs> there's, I think there's yeah. a great thing in one of the yeah. David Bowie documentaries about somebody singing Oh You Pretty Things and they're like Oh You Pretty Things and it's like it's actually based on Nietzsche <laughs> you know so <laughs> yeah. it's like you know there's this weird guy just like 60s British pop star singing you know, Oh You Pretty Things and it's kind of like hey and it's actually like rather dark but it's yeah. kind of like it's that thing but like this new album by her is absolutely fantastic uh, one of my favourite tracks on it's called Seventeen um, written I think about just basically I think again her looking back at herself when she was a certain age almost kind of tied in with that sex education thing you're talking about mm. like being quite awkward not knowing where she was going and a lot of her albums and a lot of her work is seems to be kind of centred around her finding herself or her finding kind of like coming to terms with who she is I think she recently just had a child so that mm. was kind of a part of it too maybe she that's why she was looking back at being a teenager and probably looking forward to her kid being a teenager and you know all that kind of thing and uh, she's an amazing 
amazing artist um, and the sound of it, the, just the sound of the record as well is such a step up from the last one too in terms of like the, the production of it. So I kind of got really hooked on that. Uh, I was hooked on her before, but even more so now. So mm-hmm. I'm really hoping to get in and see her in Vicar Street. I think she's playing quite nice. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as that, I've got really hooked on the Maggie Rogers album. Um, I'm, I'm gutted I didn't get to see her in the Academy. Um, from what I heard, like, you know, she won't play a venue as small as that again um, mm. anytime soon. She, she's she's really blown up. Um, her song Burning is just a beautiful piece of music. She performed it live on um, Stephen Colbert and her, his piano player, who's also an amazing piano player. Um, I can't remember his name. I know he, uh, Stay Human is the name of the band. And he, I, I can see him talking to him, you know, on a YouTube <laughs> yeah. thing when he's talking yeah. he goes, hey, and your man's playing the piano. I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, he, he played these incredible parts to her, her singing on the live version but uh, she's amazing the album is amazing the photo of on the cover is just one of the most beautiful photos I've seen it's kind of she has this kind of mm-hmm. shawl uh, uh, around her and it's kind of it must have been shot either at dawn or at dusk because it's kind of grainy so you see they kind of not to get kind of but they kind of bumped up the ISO or whatever to take the photo but uh, she's incredible the album is really stunning so I think she's on to really big things so that's two albums already this year that I've kind of gone, oh, this is, you know, this is a really mm-hmm. good start to the year in terms of like music and stuff like that. Um, you were kind of telling me though that you were listening to uh, Beirut quite Yes, a bit. yes, I was. Um, yeah. I was listening to Beirut. I'm kind of a fan of their work. Again, I was just thinking about it though. Like maybe they're not incorporating, I know what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're doing it quite right. As in, I don't think they're creating anything super new. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, I think yep. they're pulling from something. They're, they're definitely not reinventing the wheel. They're not. No, yeah. they're not. Well, as it, they're not taking music that they're. So they're taking a lot of the music from the Balkans, is what mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, but they're not. They're taking it, but they're not creating anything new with it. If yeah. that makes sense. So they're introducing something that perhaps us with a more kind of Western ear yeah. would not be used to. Yeah. 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 To us, it sounds new, but I don't. I don't know personally. I don't think they're not they're not doing enough with it to make mm-hmm. it like new and fresh and different. Yeah. I think they're just pulling from something they really like, and kind of doing like a westernized version of it. Yeah, that's just I don't know. That's what I think. That's what I was thinking about the other day. Mm. Oh, why aren't they as big mm. or as interesting as they could be? Yeah, yeah. I had that but I still think they're good. I they're great. They're yeah. good. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I as well. I only thought of it there when you were saying it. I got kind of hooked on the new uh, Vampire Weekend track, Harmony Hall. Oh yeah, they really released cool. something. They yeah, some stuff didn't they? Co- Beirut are coming to Ireland soon. So are um, uh, Blah Vampire Weekend. They're playing the Trinity College series of gigs, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool. Um, Folds are playing it too. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Vampire Weekend. I'm always a really big fan of it because it's just fun music. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a fun track as well, Harmony Hall. That's this nice kind of acoustic kind of vibe to it, which I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of digging those tracks. So I'll have to check out the new Beirut album because I think it keeps showing up on, as an ad for me on something. Oh, If I'm right about that. Uh, like, go listen to this fucking album or something like that. Mm. Um which is really kind of cool. Uh, as well, there's a couple of good, really good gigs coming up this summer. Now, we're kind of talking about that. Um, Idols are playing two gigs in Ireland this summer. Wow. They're, they're yes. playing Vicar Street and they are playing the Ivy Gardens, which mm. would be cool. Ivy Gardens would be interesting to see Idols outside. I like Vicar Street because it's so small. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. Yeah, that might be one of those things like people were saying. It's like, that's going to be your, your last chance to see them in a, in a small venue. I yeah. To, when is Vicar Street happening? 
I think maybe it is March. Perhaps cool. Mar- March or April. If I, far as I know, that's sold out. Oh no! I think, <laughs> I think Ivy Gardens is not isn't. I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah. But that's a cool venue. Ivy Gardens an interesting venue for gigs. Uh, I've been mm. to a couple of gigs there, and it's cool. Definitely not an Idols vibe gigs, but Pixies play there maybe two or three years ago. Mm. So that kind of fits the kind of thing, and they're kind of blowing up big style. You you were a big fan of them last year. Yes, I'm still yeah. a big fan of them now. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of interesting because I was talking to somebody about that recently and like there's a lot of that kind of stuff coming out of Ireland right now. We're talking about the Murder Capital. A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. really cool bands. Um, I'm in love with the new single from the Fontaines, uh, Big. Mm. Uh, really great video as well, actually. I think done on Mary Street. Uh, just a two-minute fucking rock song, you know what I mean? Mm. And like, with, with that kind of almost Marky Smith. We were talking about this. You, we were kind of saying, is it kind of like the fall? Yeah. You were saying it was like... Um, I was saying it was like um, Whipping Boy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Sorry. It's like all these bands. Yeah, <laughs> Too yeah. many. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, something about them reminded me of Whipping mm, Boy. A little show. bit. And yeah. I think it was mostly to do with the singer's delivery rather yeah. than the actual music yeah. itself. Yeah. So I think, yeah, for me, that was... Yeah. I think that's what th- caused me to default with them as well. It's the delivery, isn't it? It's, mm. it's very odd. Yeah, mm. yeah, but uh, no, I really enjoy them, and I just again uh, DC Fontaines and mm. um, Major Capital. Mm. I really, really want to see them live mm. at some mm. point, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I saw that. Uh, uh, what was it? All together now. I don't know why I want to call it another love stories. Every single That's time, I'm one, like, yeah. another love stories. No, 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 no. It's all I'm together. I'm sure I'd be happy with the shout out. Another love story is happening <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, no, it's all together now. Yeah. Um, which I, I, every single time I see ATN, I'm like, another love stories. No. Yeah, it does. I, I, I know what you say. I think I've yeah. I caught it with it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that uh, came out. The, yeah, the lineup for another love cool, stories. Absolutely cool, yeah. The which, National. The, yeah, yeah, the national and Patty Smith. Yes, yes. Like again, I missed her so Cave. many times. Yeah, yeah. That I, I kind of really want to go just to uh, see her. Yeah, Hot yeah. Chip and yeah. Father John Misty. Yeah, Lisa Hannigan. Mm. She's playing with that new Stargaze uh, kind of idea. Oh my God, Jose Gonzalez is playing it. I mm. saw Jose Gonzalez uh, over over 10 years oh god 15 <laughs> years ago maybe at uh, at Oxygen when he had that song that he covered by the knife mm. um, but it's a really cool lineup. yeah is it, who's standing out for you on the on who the, is um, well I think when I saw the lineup, I was like okay I need to go because of The National yes Paddy Smith yeah and other people I really wanted to see Fontaine's DC oh sorry they're not DC Fontaine's they're Fontaine's DC yeah anyway uh, they stood out because I really want to see them live as well as Murder Capital yeah um, and then who else was there oh just mustard was there yes who yeah. i saw at um other, other voices yeah. in dingle mm. and they were really good yeah. i really like them they're really cool and the um the gig was pretty nice it was very packed and loud. it was like a very loud <laughs> but like proper like little rock yeah concert. It, was, it was very fun and what i thought I mean, they were really good i like about them is that they've, they've kind of organically grown haven't they like they that's something that's taken time they, they released that album like last year and it's okay it's nominated for a choice award and they played mm. a solo show just in, in workman's club uh my, my bloody valentine kind of feel yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah very, absolutely yeah, very. Yeah, yeah but i think they're really cool yeah. they're really really cool and another thing that kind of stood out and this is cuz i just really like live orchestras mm-hmm. was the london astrobeat orchestra performing talking heads Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, wow, is. okay. Yeah, that's that's cool, Talking yeah, Heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was another thing that kind of stood out yeah. from the lineup yeah. that I saw. 
Nina yeah. Cherry's playing it, which is interesting. That's mm. an interesting one. You like, I, I, I'd see at a festival that I, I'd never think of going to see Nina Cherry live, mm. just because like I think the last song I remember from Seven Seconds Waiting mm. with Yasser Nadur, uh, just as long as last day. She's a great singer, great singer. Mm. So it's one of those ones like that's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Whalers, obviously, mm. um, f- them of uh, Bob Marley fame, uh, Left Field. Also another kind of cool. It's a good festival. Mm. I, I didn't get a chance last year. I was on holidays when this happened. And even though it's from my hometown of Waterford. So I'm going to definitely go down mm. um, this year uh, just to catch it out and check it out. Because it looks like a, a really good one to go to. You, you're planning, you're thinking maybe you might go down to, to it. Thinking. Thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about it depending yeah. on plans. Yeah. But it looks, the lineup just yeah. looks really great. And I've... I mean, the National played recently as well, and mm. I miss that. I just miss all the gigs. I just yeah. don't go to anything, um, and I just kind of think about going to things. But um, I saw be them. Really good just to like kill all these birds. Yeah, the one stone. stone. Yeah. yeah, I saw the National at Donnybrook Stadium last summer, and there was a bunch of people in the front row, and they must have followed them from Leeds or Manchester, where they were the night before, because they, I could hear the accent. But they had a they unfurled a big uh, poster. They're up at the very front. I was taking photos. And uh, it was a uh, Sorrow Squad. <laughs> That's what they had written. I was like, you people are fantastic. You know what I mean? Sorrow <laughs> yeah. Squad is great. Yeah. So Who was cool opening band. for them? Because I remember it was someone was opening who I really like for John them. John Grant? No. Lisa Hannigan. Villagers. Preoccupations. Preoccupations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Formerly really Viet Cong. Viet Cong, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're really cool, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I brought them up about last year. Maybe this time last year I had brought them up. Yeah. They're really cool and they're, yeah, they were opening for them. And I was yeah. like, damn, why am I missing them again? Yeah, absolutely. And then Parkett Court. Wasn't, no, it wasn't Parkett yeah. Courts. It was, um, I think it was Future Islands yeah. I had also really wanted to see in the Donnybrook Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And a friend of mine had free tickets and I was really busy that night. Oh. God damn. It yeah, is right. an effort sometimes to go to a gig after work and stuff like that. It, it is, really is. You know, I have friends who go to gigs constantly. I'm like, how do you do it? Because uh, I was actually at the the church's gig on Thursday night. They played two uh, sold out shows in the Olympia, mm-hmm. and uh, it was I was so tired. You know, I sat in the eye of fire in the corner from the Olympia, just like having a cup of tea and stuff like that. Because I was going to take some photos. It was actually the first gig I shot this uh, year, mm. and it takes me a little bit. I say a lot of other people shoot gigs as well. It takes me a little bit to mentally be okay with it because um, it's quite you know you're doing three songs and you have to you know make a photo out of it mm. or whatever. But um, it was a really great set. I'm a, I'm a fan of churches. Um, Laura Mabry's incredible front woman, um, mm-hmm. former, and just an incredible musician too. And they all are. Their sound was great. The fucking you know, and the staging was really cool. Olympia's a, a kind of a, a cool venue, I think, mm. um, for that kind of stuff. So that was a really great gig. I want to go see Sharon Vanetten. She's she's soon as well. There's a couple mm-hmm. of others. Uh, you suppose you're probably wanting to go see Idols. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get myself out yeah. of the house to actually see something yeah. sometime. We, um, uh, well, we were out and about uh, at the Eastern Month because we went to see yes. TMT5, our own yeah. gig. Yeah, Which was cool. Uh, it went, yeah. you probably have a better perspective of it than I do because I was a <laughs> ball of nerves. <laughs> yeah, nervous for the whole thing. Yeah, uh, pretty much. It went really, really well. Yeah. Um, the crowd was big and the crowd was very good as well. Yeah, the, I think so performances i thought were fantastic yeah as yeah. well i think all the performers were brilliant yeah um Derry, jackie beverly and circa richardson yes they're all very cool yeah. yes very very cool um, yeah um, it was it was it was interesting night yeah like you're saying it was it was kind of packed out it was a really good crowd it was great because there's so many you know friendly faces in one room which is yeah good yeah. even though i was slightly you know i don't know why i was stressed <laughs> I did, gigs just well. get me like that anyway <laughs> 
And I had to you, like talk. You had to give the else. talk and you were nervous with the talk for the whole a thing. bit in the talk where I literally grabbed the microphone stand and like put my head against it. <laughs> and it went, oh, like that. And I, I realized I was doing it into the microphone and I had to kind of jolt myself back up and go, oh, because I was so nervous and I was embarrassed. Mm. But apparently a friend of mine said that some people thought that I was endearing in the crowd. Oh. So I was like, hey, <laughs> look, you can yeah. be 32 and endearing. That's not too bad, I think. <laughs> Um, yeah. but it was a fun night uh, obviously we'll plan to do more stuff this year because I never learned my lesson um, mm. which would be cool you need more stress yeah I did my first ever DJ set Friday night last mm. yeah it's Friday night which was fun I'd never DJed before in my life and I was saying to you like I like most of the music I listen to is not stuff you would traditionally dance to you know yeah. <laughs> unless you kind of yeah. I don't know kind of jolt mm. side to side but it was fun it was interesting just even thinking of like doing something where people um, dance making people dance is an, yeah. in, an interesting concept so I started off with parquet courts mm, uh, wide awake yeah and I thought and glass animals youth and stuff like that I, d- I played a bit of Sinead O'Connor I played Mandinka oh nice yeah people loved mm-hmm. it people were yeah. big into Mandinka I was yeah, like yeah people are very into uh, Sinead O'Connor recently absolute tune of a, mm. of a track you said something interesting though like doing a DJ gig where people for people who don't want to dance yeah exactly yeah. there's many of us <laughs> yeah I'm I saying. don't dance unless I unless I have about 10 drinks in me yeah. so um, yeah I'm a very non-dancer and I have a lot of friends who are non-dancers yeah. but enjoy club nights without the well not club nights like music nights yeah. loud music yeah um and just decide not to dance but just yeah. stand around there you yeah. know that sounds so like yeah. a vibe that would be yeah. cool a sad bangers night yeah exactly <laughs> a, a dj night for people who don't like to dance that i think that's there's yeah. a market there that there we're, is. we're tapping into there is <laughs> it's like i sometimes want to listen to joy division very loudly yeah i think so yeah and would stand you, around you play some joy division could play some Echo and the Bunny Man. Exactly. Uh, you could play some Idols if you wanted to. I think that's yeah. pretty of of the thing. I think that'd yeah. be fun. If it people want be. us to do, I think that that would be a you cool thing to do. Also, you could like potentially dance to all this stuff anyway. You could. 100%. Just weird dancing. You can dance to anything. Really. Exactly. I'm a terrible dancer. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst move I can do is to dance. It's not good. <laughs> I just kind of move my arms more. I danced when I was DJing. I found mm. myself kind of more out of nervousness. There's other people dancing as well, so it was okay. But it was more out of kind of like, yeah. Because, you know, it's like, mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, the only things and only places that I do dance at are probably like hip-hop nights or yeah. in Dingle when all the hip-hop acts were playing, like mm. Tebby Rex and JLOL. Mm. And before they had started playing, they were playing some great hip-hop hits. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I feel like dancing now. Also, Absolutely. had a very sore back. Oh, didn't yeah. stop me yeah um, but that was um no i do dancing i did dance sore back. Yeah, yeah, yeah dancing on the sore back yeah, I was yeah. dancing to <laughs> yeah i it was great it was great but i do like dancing to those kind of at those gigs mm. and to that kind of music yeah whereas i, I don't know it's yeah a bunch of stuff i just won't dance to just kind of yes I, i'm just saying i'm kind of stand to the side yeah kind of go oh, yeah i get it yeah. kind of slightly <laughs> move slightly kind of yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> i'm popping along yeah, i'm bobbing yeah <laughs> I, I yeah those people who do I I mean firstly fair play to them because the amount of energy it takes to dance for an entire you know yeah if, of course if you're if you're just going off energy mm-hmm. um, I don't it's know cool. it's good to have bad dancers who are very confident that's around it you because once you have them it's kind of like okay yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I have a friend who's a very, very bad dancer from oh, college, right. and at all our college nights, we just danced together because he was the terrible dancer, and yeah. we just danced together, and it was great. I'm so sorry I said this because if he's listening, I'll be yeah, you're named and shamed, so <laughs> it's okay. 
But I, yeah, I think that's that's a good like dancing like you don't people don't give a fuck you exactly. Know, that's, that's and you cool. don't have to, and it's it can um, be really really fun when you do. I should say about the DJ set, a big shout out to uh, Kate Brennan Harding for getting me out of my comfort zone and doing it. It's kind of Kate's thing is to goad me into doing things that I might not do, and um, oh, and also very importantly, fucking hell, it it was for Consent Fest. And they raised loads of money for the Dublin Rape uh, Crisis Centre, which is really important. There's also very cool people yes. doing it. And it was cool. Yeah, so first ever uh, thing, Kate stayed with me because I begged her to. Because when she sent out the email, she said, do you want to do a 30-minute set to uh, whatever? And I said, uh, yes, but you have to stay with me for all of the music. And she said yes, and she <laughs> did, uh, which was cool. That's nice. We might do something. Yeah, that might be cool. Yeah, let's think of that. That'd be yeah. cool. I'd, I'd like to do that. And I just sad bangers. Yeah, where nobody yeah, dances <laughs> is the aim <laughs> of the, the show. The aim is for everyone to just stand yeah, there. Yeah, just stand around and chill out. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. that's kind of cool. Exactly. Um, any other music catching your eye or anything else happening on the music scene that's really kind of grabbed you at the moment? Um, I don't How do you feel about the Ariana Grande album that dropped? <laughs> hmm. Okay, so, yeah. She's, she's, very, she's a very, very talented person. Cool. She has a great voice right. that I don't like. You don't like, yeah. You're my not my friend in. is gonna kill me. Yeah, she's a huge, huge fan, and yeah. And I mean, Ariana Grande has this insane success. And I've read the other day that apparently she's the first person since the Beatles to have the top three in the charts. All of her songs are at one oh, really? place, one, wow. two, three, are up in the charts. And she's the first person since the Beatles to do that. That's incredible. Wow. It is, isn't it? I only know the one, I know the one that takes off the one from, um, these are a few of my favorite things. Oh yeah, the the one that I got sound money. Music, yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. it the sound of music? Is it the sound of music? It I'm not sure. Not of yeah, no, no, yeah. it is the sound of music. Yeah, okay. uh, that's the one I I, I probably because I just know that melody. Yeah, yeah it's the one that kind of grabbed me. And it's it's Julie Andrews. Um, yeah, in sound of music. I do, I I I have to say I didn't I I got not a curmudgeon when it comes to pop. I actually quite like some pop like really like some pop but uh, like we were talking about like Maggie yeah. Maggie Rogers and stuff like that yeah. I even like Carly J. Repson there's a song really? she did there's a song she did in I my defence right there's a song she did with Tom Hanks in the video <laughs> and I just okay. loved it because Tom Hanks is in the video and he's dancing and he's oh. miming her singing okay and, it's just, and, and the like chorus that. is the most vacuous it's just like I really 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 like you like you I do I hope you like me too <laughs> and it's just fucking Tom Hanks is like this is great you know what uh, not everything has to be um, I don't know but like it was I really enjoyed it but I have to say I, I didn't vibe off it I think just because uh, to me the feeling of the song was kind of money orientated and it just the Ariana Grande song yeah yeah yeah, yeah sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely um, yeah the whole thing was I'm rich and I'm fabulous and it's all great yeah and I was like mm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I don't. I personally don't connect with her music. It yeah. speaks nothing to me. It speaks yeah. a lot to a lot of other people, and that's fantastic. That's yeah. amazing. Doesn't speak to me. Yeah. I don't. I, she has a. Te- she does have an amazing voice in yeah. what her voice does and can do. Mm. I just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just not a frequency I like. It's mm. not like what I like. Anyway, that's it's just a personal taste. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying in that it it's like money. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> and I should say I don't like that in any I don't think no. when any artist becomes kind of braggadocio, it's just something I don't connect with. It's yeah. uh, and that comes from my own background of like I don't I I know what you're experiencing so I can't connect with you. Mm. You kind of were saying something interesting about Yeah, so no, what it was something I've been thinking about for a while but then I also came across a YouTube video that addressed 
the exact issue. Yeah. And this guy was talking about why good directors go bad mm. when when they're in their older stages. Yeah. And a lot of it was to do with young directors, for example, when Tarantino was starting off, mm. he didn't have much money, you know, he didn't mm. come from like a privileged background, or at least I don't think he did. No, I don't think but so. But he had he had things to say. Yeah. He had all these fresh new ideas and also he had people who were like leading him in mm. or he was a young director, so he was still taking advice from people who mm. had more experience around him and stuff. But um you know a lot of it was to do with once you're getting older you think you know everything. Mm. But also you're in this your life has completely changed. Mm. You're in this privileged bubble mm. with all these rich people and celebrities and what have you got to say that yeah. relates to normal ordinary people mm. and I think it was also it's the same has got to do with music mm. and I think this was first addressed by uh, Billy Corgan mm. yeah I don't know why I want to he's not Billy Connolly Billy Connolly is the actor <laughs> <laughs> Billy Corgan yeah um, yeah Billy Corgan had mm. said the same about music he was mm. like when we were starting off when we were a young band we had so much to say yeah. we came from this band background where we had so much to comment on mm. things that people the ordinary people could like relate to and that's yep. why we were successful but once our life became touring and money and celebrities mm. and rich people we had nothing to say anymore mm. than rich people money touring Problems. yeah you know you're left with nothing to say and you don't relate to the ordinary person mm. anymore and that's why i think close people's work just goes downhill as they get older rather than up yeah at yeah. least with like creating content that mm. relates that ordinary people can relate to yeah and that applies to film music mm. everything else the more successful you become the less connected the less connected you become yeah. and the less you have to say mm. when you're successful you don't really have that much to say other than I'm rich, I have money, yeah. I do a lot of drugs. Or if you're just uh, like, touring, you're just writing about being on the road. And yeah, that's not yeah. Really, yeah. And like, how does your average person yeah. relate to, I'm on the road, yeah. I'm touring, I'm doing these great things. Yeah. I'm uh, doing all the, these drugs and yeah. sleeping with all these people. I, I yeah. yeah, it's like, what do you have to say? Yeah. You don't have anything to say. And I think that's why bands, when they're starting off, when mm. they're young, have a lot to say. Mm. Just for personal ideas. experience, yeah. yeah. yeah ideas, personal experiences, yeah. certain injustices you might mm. endure. And this is why I think that's idols are so great for that, mm. for commenting on social mm. things because they've experienced them, yeah. they've gone through them, and a lot of public connects mm. with that. So I kinda I don't know if they'll be able to keep that up. Yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe yeah. they'll still have things to say. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how things play out. But I think yeah. the one thing that drew me to idols was their social commentary. Yeah. And they've come from a background where they're able to make that kind of social commentary where they mm. where they where they are able to identify these things and write music about it. Yeah. Um but you know, later on <laughs> when you're making all this money and all and you have all this success yeah. and you don't know what's going on in the real wor world anymore, mm. what have you got to comment on? So yeah, I, I, that's an interesting point that I never really thought about. I mean, there's probably you know, great examples of bands that did, you know, en end up just bloating and nobody cared what they had to say in yeah. the end. Or they yeah. just kept rehashing the old thing that they were doing. Mm. Before, Billy Corgan is probably a really, in, in himself, is a really good example of that. Like, yeah. I think, for me, I think I, my love of them probably finished around Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. 1979 mm. was so great because it was in the middle of, like, Generation X. Having something to say is always the thing because you can have albums that are made out of just comfortableness, can't you? Like, I mean... I suppose a great example of that is Fleetwood Mac and Rumours. So mm. much shit was going on with that band when they were making it that they just made a great album about yeah. it. You know what I mean? They really just kind of expelled all of that um, 
all of those problems I suppose yeah. and then the next album that they made Tusk was just a <laughs> big mess mm. <laughs> you know it just didn't have the, the personal yeah. kind of edge that uh, that music has and it, it comes back as well like you were saying about like Sharon Vanette and like writing about yeah. her life too which is kind of cool Cool, so with uh, this being the first podcast for the last mixtape of the year, we're going to rejig things up a little bit and we're going to start and end with a song chosen by one of us. This time it's going to be Sarah's Choice. Sarah, what have you chosen and why? I have chosen Just a Girl by No Doubt. Awesome, why? <laughs> um, well, it's just I've recently I was watching the documentary on Netflix, yeah. The Defiant Ones. Cool. Um, and I remember Gwen Stefani had like a little interview piece because the guy whatever his name is uh uh jimmy Ivin, um and how he told her oh no just wait a couple of years you'll be like a big star so he did work with them in the end and cool. i don't know it got me just thinking because i haven't listened to them in years yeah in years and years. yeah so watching the documentary i was like oh yeah i'm just gonna go and yeah do some no doubt listening and also recently i put together for myself a playlist Mm. on my spotify that was like the badass women playlist cool which was just like a fun um playlist of like loads of female musicians because i realized i had like a bit of a hole there i feel like a lot of musicians i listen to are male and i kind of want to try listen to more women and put a playlist together and then like who's on your playlist um, so it starts with Kate Bush, Army Dreamers. And actually this started because you had mentioned Army Dreamers mm. um to me a while ago. Mm. Um and yeah, I started with Army Dreamers and then there's a lot of Tegan and Sarah because I hadn't listened to them in years as well. Tegan and Sarah, go on, who are who are they? Oh, do you not know no, Tegan, I don't and Sarah? Know Tegan and Sarah? Wait, what? No, no, they've no. been they've been around since like the late nineties, early two thousands. No, don't know that. Really? No, it's it okay. What kind of pop i think they're they're twins and okay. they're i think they're canadian okay i don't remember Tegan they did a lot of like indie music that was kind of new for the time okay a lot of it yeah a lot of it is acoustic right. walking with a ghost is one of their big ones and okay. they've like a really really interesting voices and because they're twins their voices are so similar yeah that when they sing in unison it's like very interesting wow. anyway they're really good you should check them out Tegan um i can't oh, believe you didn't no. know them no. oh you got me in. There's some Sinead O'Connor and some Cranberries, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeahs, and mm. there's Dream Wife on there too. Garbage, Hole, yeah, some Wolf Alice, some Blondie. Mm. Blondie. Uh, Debbie Harry. The Runaways, the only song, Cherry Bomb, that they had. <laughs> Cherry Bomb. It's <laughs> a great yeah. song. That's right. Um, although that's a whole weird story for them as well. Anyway, mm. yeah, so that's like my playlist i try to uh, get more women onto awesome, my playlists yeah. because a lot of them are men and that's a cool that's a cool playlist yeah. to have yeah yeah one that you yeah. can keep adding to the more you kind of find new people yeah sharon uh, van etten may i <laughs> yeah i'll add that to my list so but yeah one thing i kind of noticed was yeah. that as a man you're able to be a really shit singer and make a huge career where as you Absolutely. can't really do that as a woman and i really envy that yeah. just look at dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave Grohl, you're not listening. It doesn't matter. No, he's not listening. <laughs> it's fine. I don't like <laughs> fighters. But yeah, you're right. No. There are a lot of guys who yeah. get away with like shit yeah. fucking voices. Really, really loads. Yeah. And I'm like, I really like that. I like that you're a shit musician. Yeah. Or a shit singer. Some people, it just works for having a shit voice. It really does. And Leonard it's really Cohen. not fair. But it's only for men, though. Yeah, because no, you're thinking I was asking Yeah, you I was going to ask you thing. to suggest of a woman who doesn't have a gut singing voice who still really works for her. Uh, no, see, that's the thing. I can't think of. No. No. 
I like I'm trying to think of even unique I mean voices, but they were like just good singers. I think Patty Smith was a good singer. No, you're right. Yeah. There isn't any like Marky Smith equivalent female equivalent kind no. of that I can that and comes to mind. Yeah, I really like his voice. And I'm like, why can't I as a woman do that? That's a really good point. It's it's yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll people have answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tweet at us. We'll end the show with Just a Girl by uh, No Doubt. Cool. Yes.